Hi, Colette. I really miss you. Colette is a really good friend of mine from um, Taiwan originally. And we met in a record shop in, at Holit Records in Tel Aviv, I think back in 2017 or 18. And we, yes, yeah, we were we we both realized that we were Taiwanese and DJs. So that's how we became uh, friends. So hi, Colette. Hi, Jay. I'm so happy that you invite me to your show. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Like I'm like I'm like I have no other better first guest. Like it's such a it's such a interesting experience to meet someone in a location and keep in touch with them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Especially through music, I think. Like miss you so much. Like uh, in in Tel Aviv without you, it's a Aww, that's big so difference. <laughs> well, like we'll come back soon. Um, and yeah, like moving from Taiwan to Tel Aviv, when did you do that? Do that move? Uh, well, I, I, I did that like in 2019 and, uh, uh, it wasn't on purpose. It was because of a relationship. So, uh, I moved, I grew up in Taipei and, uh, I was, um, living in Taipei my whole life. Yeah. I mean. And yeah. uh, working and having all my experience in Taipei, uh, like DJ and music and bands and uh, other work. Uh, then uh, I'm so so. There was no plan to go to like to move to Israel at all. It was because I uh, I met this guy and so my life changed. <laughs> then I. Yeah, then I moved to Israel, Tel Aviv. The before I moved to Tel Aviv, I even uh, I even do didn't do so much research. Like it was, right. um, yeah, it was me a, too. Actually, crush. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's crazy where life can take you, but it. I'm I'm glad to see that you're you're thriving there, and it's really interesting because you were also like doing a, a different types of music, right? Like in Taiwan, you were in a band. You said mm, the longest time, yes, I was uh, I was in few bands. I mean, I start uh, at 14 years old, uh, right? Uh, learning guitar <laughs> and like playing with a, a punk band with my cousin and we like being in like uh, many festival at the time uh, around the 2000 mm -hmm. or early from the early 2000 uh, like we was playing in festival like spring scream uh, uh, yet yet hai kai chang formosa festival right uh, ho hai yang and uh, after I was a guitarist and my sister, my cousin's sister was like a guitar and vocalist. She was the like the band lead leader and I was the little sister, like like uh, playing guitar in the band. And I start knowing a lot of uh, people in the scene, like in the music scene at the time with my cousin. And uh, after it developed, it developed to like uh, electronic music and actually a bit of all kind of music, like underground band and music scene. Right. I was uh, 
there early in Taiwan, Taipei. And hmm. it was really fun. <laughs> yeah, it's such like a, it's almost like looking at a movie, you know, when you're describing your past, especially in a different location. And yeah. yeah, especially your journey through music and sound, I would say, as an artist is really interesting. Like you have such di- such a diverse palette, right? From like a punk band to uh, acoustic guitar to electronic dance From music, it. ambient, you know, all of these. And it's, I, do you find that your music has changed in this specific move from Taiwan to Tel Aviv? Uh, I uh, I won't say specially because I moved to Tel Aviv, but I think uh, my life, uh, it, I mean, I think in this moment of life, life I feel like uh, uh, beca- I become about a bit more chill. <laughs> I'm not... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not uh, honestly I I love dance music but I'm not uh going to party as much as I was living in a party in the past. Right. And um even like my second band I was playing with with my um I was in this Taiwanese band like Salamander we was also like electronic but right. like we it was during my early 20s and uh, we was more like a, a hardcore dance brick beat you know and i think all those energy is uh stayed with the me of that time <laughs> i yeah. think no no i still like like dance music but i'm not in uh such a mood of uh be with it every day mm-hmm. it's like maybe maybe three times a day listening dance music uh three times a week listening dance music is enough for me it's like right. few songs yes like i mean I, i'm talking about dance music like music that make me want to like that i feel high with the beats like like right. uh, especially fast beat music Right. And I think like, you know, your circumstances in life have changed. You know, you were in your 20s um, in in Taiwan, you know, being a DJ, it's, it's probably a very different day to day life than you live now. But it's really cool. Like, how was the um, what clubs were you guys playing at? Or, or the, like the spots in Taiwan back when, in Taipei, back when you were DJing? Uh, we was playing a lot at the, it, at the time there was the wall, like the wall live house. Now there's still the wall live house that it's a really great uh, uh, rock. And uh, it's a really great music venue, like live house. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's also pipe live music mm-hmm. that it's yeah. also still here now. And it's by the water, right? Yes, yes, yes. Like right it's next to the water with all the shouts. Yes, I was the first bartender. <laughs> at the, really? When they was when they opened. Yes, like I mean, I I, I was <laughs> I was uh, looking for 
like uh, working in like music venue, then they want, uh, then I I went there to be like bartender and it was really fun. I was working at the door mm-hmm. to yeah. for the ticket and uh, also in the bar. And I listened a lot of like Taiwanese local bands uh, or bands that come to Taiwan. Mm. That's super. It was a really fun time to listening bands all the time and parties. There was parties also. Yeah. Like there was corner. Like I was oh, yeah, DJ corner. also in corner. And uh ah, I was also DJing like in a uh in a lounge bar called in-house, like like a lounge bar. Like I was DJ like three, four times a week sometimes and uh it was during few years actually and you were you also producing music in taiwan actually i start of mm, yeah i start uh, when i was a teenager i start uh, producing my i mean producing composing producing my own music uh, without special purpose like because just because i like it then uh, I think I start uh, making less music after I start DJing. <laughs> right. I feel like that's all. That's a very common case. Like myself too. Um, the less DJing I do, the more projects I actually open. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting balance. And were you always like, what was your first? Uh, Ableton or Logic project? Um, was uh, it dancey or was it more um, experimental? Uh, I start actually totally. I download the free version of. I was still in this punk band, Hot Pink, and I uh, was. And one day, I think I have a. I have some argument with my cousin. <laughs> with the band leader and I was like oh, I want to make my own music so <laughs> I think I downloaded Fruity Loops at the time it's like 2004 I think Fruity Loops mm-hmm. and I just re- record a vocal piece with uh, some loops and some melody and I wonder where is this file now I I, I really like I, I think after a few after 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 a long period of time, I think I still like my first song. <laughs> right? You know, it's really not, like- it was really not technical. It was really just me singing, even wrong. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. you just have the, I think you just attach emotionally with your first. Yeah. And I think you, you, um, it's, you're creating from a place with less pressure usually. For on yourself because you um yeah it's it's a blank sheet like it's not even like you have a screen like in video you literally like if you're trying to compose something an original piece you just have your your voice or your imagination and I think when you're doing music production from a place of product you know like where you have to sell this product it takes away from the human aspect of making music and 
I just listened to my first piece the other day mm-hmm. that I uploaded on SoundCloud. It's on private, but it's horribly mixed. I don't know what I what I was doing, but I actually really liked it too. So it's a common thing, I guess, or like something that um, makes more sense than we think. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's important to to have confidence and like your own thing and having emotion with it. And yeah, I see. I saw you released uh, things uh, recently, like uh, re- quick and a lot. And it's I'm I'm happy for you. It's a great. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's part of the Asian parent mentality, you know, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> classical music, but. I want to also talk about your your voice your vocal pieces because actually one of the first times I saw you perform you weren't performing as a DJ you were at um, the Zimmer this venue called the Zimmer in Tel Aviv yes um, doing a live performance with Voice um, in Ableton I believe uh, yeah I was using Ableton for yeah. the show for the show yes. When did you start doing like live vocal, like solo live performances like that? Actually, a long time ago, but I think, uh, yeah, I start like when I was a teenager, like at 16, I used to play a um, few years, like uh, playing my own song. Sometimes I was playing with this DJ, DJ K. I mean, she was play. She was playing my track because she was playing my track in dance floor, and I was sing. And uh, sometimes I would play with a keyboard, like my own. Like she would play my song, and I will without uh, some element, and I will add it with the keyboard and singing on live. That was a really good time for me in my life. Like I, uh, I was like eighteen, seventeen, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing my own like having a, a possibility to have a, to play my music to the dance floor and I thought uh I thought it's supposed to be like that you know like my whole life but I think after a few years um I you know during my 20s I start to uh play in other bands and I start to DJ and I there's a moment when I stop uh, just making my own songs. I mean, I got, there's a moment when I have less motivation. And also because I have, I was playing in a band that was uh, really active at the time. So like my energy was a bit more giving to the band. Right. Than, uh, than writing my own songs. So uh I start early, but like there's like few years, like there's a long period of time that I just, uh, I still write sometimes, but I didn't, but just for fun for myself, you know, I didn't really release so many things. So I think that's the goal I have now. Like I, I'm in my thirties now, but um, I think there's still a lot of things that I didn't finish so I think it's great it's great actually to still have a lot of things you want to do (laughs) maybe that's a great outlook and a like people are getting like like the human lifespan is getting longer like we're not 
dying at 40. So you, everyone has, I would say more time, um, to explore, you know, and changing career paths is very normal. Like I, um, a lot of people do one thing for 10 years and another thing for 10 years, you know, doing one thing for your entire life, I think is, or like, you know, playing one genre is so 2010. I don't know. It's, it's outdated. So I think it's a really great mindset. You can literally do whatever you want. Um, with the rest yeah, of but I think, I think I also want to learn from you. Like uh, you can like release things like uh, and do it and finish it, have a deadline. I think that's like in my life, I always like uh, a bit, I think, I think to the point that uh, I need to think that it's a work and my patient, I need to, I need to have a good balance because sometimes, um, sometimes, I think there's a lot of time that I stop doing it because I feel like, oh, so now this is my work. So there's less pleasure in this thing. But no, actually, some, a lot of people can do it well. <laughs> I think that's still something that I'm learning. Yeah. And I think we're always learning through like writing music. You will never stop learning, you know, like it's always it's the creative process, I think. And learning from your peers is super important. Like some of the best production tips I just learned from other other people or, you know, what they call a YouTube Academy, YouTube University. Um, yeah, it's great to have YouTube now. At the time, it was harder. Like, in, I mean, my English wasn't so good, like in the early, to, in the mid 2000, to looking for... Um, to looking for uh, like YouTube tutorials. Yeah, there was. I don't think there was YouTube in two thousand five. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't, I don't think there was. Maybe I don't know. I don't remember there was. Uh, th there's those things in two thousand five. I'm sure there's a lot in English on internet, but my English wasn't so good at the time. Yeah, but you kind of figured it out from friends and. Um, yeah, it was just a different way of learning, I guess, back in the yes. day. Um, yes. And I think my generation might be one of the last to even remember a time without cell phones. Um, so, yeah, the, the music <laughs> yes, is true. changing, music technology is changing. Um, but, yeah, the thing about being a composer or producer is that you also want to yeah you you don't want to put pressure on yourself to like release or to make but um maybe that will be my goal it's a good way <laughs> to process you know like using using music as a way to process in whatever way that is um is a and and sometimes i find um playing an instrument to be a, a an interesting way for me to process rather than like on Ableton because Ableton's very mechanical and on the computer and less, uh, for me, less immediately expressive. But if you're singing, like using your voice or playing the guitar, it's very, it's a very immediate um, emotional reaction. Um, so I think using music as a way to process 
is also something I'm looking into for 2022. Mm. Aside from releasing, you know, like of course I'm. Yeah, no, you have like classic. Yeah, you have classical music background. You're playing cello, right? Like uh, it will be, it will be to be cool to <laughs> to hear you. Uh, uh, did you record anything? I mean, did you ever re- record cello in your in your in your? In so your the. I made the first piece I made was the cello techno piece, and I, yeah, I, I recorded oh, yeah, the cello, cello into Ableton, and I guess I still have that recording somewhere. But I, yeah, some of the things I recorded in audio, some things I just recorded into a sampler. But, um, yeah, it's really interesting to think about, like the analog aspect of playing cello because it's so human it's like also singing um and then using a sampler like in midi to write out a cello uh, write out a a bass line with a cello it's a different process so live performance versus like um in the box in the box production i think is something we both share and it's uh it's just a different way of processing and uh, being creative i think but it's also i think very fulfilling um it can be very fulfilling to share your music and your voice to other people um, um just being in the industry for so long, like how long were you, would you say, like when was the first gig that you played? Oh, the first gig that I played was uh, in 2003, two, 2003 or 2000, 2001. Oh my God. No, I think it was 2003 at the Ho Hai Yang Festival with uh, my first band, Hot Pink. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, there was like five, there were thousands of people down. We, we applied, ah, we was just starting and we applied to this festival and uh, we, we got it. <laughs> so we was like only, I was only 15, I think, 40, 15. My cousin was only 16, 17. And uh, there was thousands of people like my first gig that's crazy that's so fun. my official first gig we also we went to play at the underworld underworld was it was like a really cool live house at the time also for practicing before this first show that there was thousands of people and I was so excited and frustrated because I was just so we I was just so new and I thought like when the first time you see so many there was so many people you would think that uh, I think I think that I want more after I think my whole life after just remember that time and like I want more of I remember that feeling it was so good right of course and like that's the thing with um I would say more so like this industry like entertainment because there's a lot of ups and downs you know and being around for so long like it has to be sustainable because 
yeah, of course, like a good gig, like you'll be really happy and fulfilled. But what happens when there's uh, something like a shitty gig or something that you don't want to necessarily um, remember, you know, like, oh, I, I, definitely, played, I definitely played with uh, in clubs with only the cleaning lady downstairs. Right, of course. You, like, we all know those gigs where you're just like, why am I still here? But yeah, so, and doing it for so long and, you know, with nightlife, you're up for the, the shifts are very odd. I think it's only like, um, maybe like uh, medical doctors, you know, um, that have such a odd yeah, schedule. It's just an odd schedule, you know, to sustain for a long time and to be mentally and physically well. Um, um, is there anything that like helps you through that? Because yeah, just like being a DJ for that, 20 years or so. Mm, not really 20 years, but like uh, I, in the beginning, I wasn't really DJ. Uh, I, I can say 10 years of, doing uh okay 15 years since i start djing right but uh, i think uh, that's a really interesting question because i actually right now i'm actually uh trying to having less I i'm not booking myself to so many gigs uh like dance floor gigs uh, it's not my goal anymore. I mean, right. it it's fun right. sometimes, but it's uh, no. I will really appreciate when I have it. But uh, I think uh, I start to fade out a bit. Uh, how I am an artist for now, uh, but I know like there's in the scene. I mean, there's a lot of people who that I respect can, and they are still. They can handle it like for professionally um, for for like thirty years. There's people who was there who played forty years. You know, there's still there's still people who can uh, do that a lot. I mean, having gigs a lot uh, in the week, uh, in the middle of the night till the morning. But for me, my lifestyle is like I'm fading out of uh, a bit of this this lifestyle, and I still want to be an artist in different way. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's great to accurate like your purpose of being an artist because, of course, like playing for people, playing for a big crowd, um, that feeling. I yeah, it makes sense that to like want to chase it but there's also fulfillment in a lot of different um, ways of looking at things and especially in, in your current life circumstances I think yeah things change and um, different things different projects will make you excited and fulfilled than when you're 18 and that's so normal so yeah like, just acknowledge that and where you are now and I think that's that's great. I'm happy. I'm really happy to see that that that's where you are. And thank you. Um, you can be like, I, I have full respect and belief that you can make healthy art, you know? 
be healthy and thank you yeah and I hope to hope to be in the same location soon whether that be Taiwan or Tel Aviv crazy yes (laughs) um but yeah thank you so much Colette say hi to Taiwan if you go earlier for sure I hope I will send you some snacks oh yes oh yeah the snacks 